You like this show? Hit up the Facebook page, B-R-L-S-O-N. Pop that into your search bars and like us, and we'll love you back. B-R-L, son. Peace world, this is Brother Ali. You're in the mix right now with BRL. What up, it's 360. Yeah, yeah, this is Nick Loopy from One Day Spits in the Kit. What's up, this is Slug from Atmosphere. When I'm not teaching your girlfriend how to play chess, I'm listening to Beats, Rhymes, and Life. <laughs> <laughs> one of them Nine. I'm chicken it with my homeboy, Gavin Crossley on BRL. Son. Yeah, buddy, it is BRL, the podcast. Gav with you here. And this week, we're going to have ourselves a bit of a party. And uh, it's a bit of a phone party, a bit of a classic conversation once again, as uh, we're going to get into a chat with Mantra. Now, um, I had to originally split this whole interview into like three or four parts and uh, turn it into basically an hour talking about Mantra's latest record at the time. Still his latest single effort. Uh, he's done a couple of records for the Tell Project, and he's got some new stuff coming up. So uh, we're just going to get Mantra on the phone in 2016. And I just enjoy this conversation because I think we talk about everything but the release. And maybe a little later on, we actually get into what we need to talk about. But uh, here's a classic conversation on BRL with Mantra from 2016. Enjoy a bonus here on BRL, the podcast. Joining us on the phone is a guy with, um, I've been quoted on this show saying, the man with the best flow in Australian hip-hop. Wow. And I stand by that forever and a day. His name is Mantra. How you doing? (laughs) What up, man? What up? Wow, that's uh, big praise. That's very big praise. Thank you. I appreciate that. I've been actually, I've honestly been a fan of yours since I saw you and a band. I don't think it was Illzilla. I think it might have been a band previous to that uh, right. a long time ago. It's like 2006 in a gig at Fitzroy at like a hip hop night. It was you were playing right. out there, and this is a long time ago. Who who under that band? Well, I don't know, man, because we kind of we kind of used to to play with a lot of different. Bands, I would I would kind of feature with a lot of a lot of bands, especially in like in in Fitzroy. Mm. Back in those days, um, hip hop. Well, the local bands and and there were a bunch of hip hop musicians. You know, they they would be able to gig three four nights a week in Fitzroy. Mm. Um, you know, there were there were venues that were just down to have people come and play, and so I w- I would feature, and a, a lot of other MCs would kind of feature with a bunch of these bands regularly too. So. That might not have been a band uh, that I was I was a core member of, mm. but maybe maybe something someone that we were jamming with on a particular night. I mean, that's kind of how Illzilla started. Mm-hmm. Was you know they were they were kind of a group of gigging musicians that were playing hip hop. They and and they were kind of already starting to to shape as a as a hip hop band. And I I kind of met those dudes just at at, at like open mic nights and. Um, you know, local local jam nights where we would just all get together and play hip hop and kind of freestyle and improvise, and that's how that band started. That's how I kind of came to be involved with them. So, yeah, to be honest, man, if it was 2006, that could have been anybody. It could, <laughs> <laughs> it could be anybody. I have no idea who that was. Because I was <laughs> I was living in Melbourne for a few months there, so I was uh, dragged out to some gigs by some of the old uh, OzHipHop.com forum crew that I knew. So. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> so uh, some uh, some names that you definitely recognise were people that I was you know sort of chauffeured around town because cool. yeah I was you know BRL and still kind of showing they were showing you the uh, show me the scene landscape yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it was like so yeah I was uh, there was a lot going on back they, then there there was there was like four or five nights that there were shows. Yeah, well, just that, regular. It was crew. amazing. If you wanted to see hip hop music, you could pretty much go out most nights of the week and see live hip hop music, which is kind of not the case now. I mean, you you get very very different shows now. I mean, you know, um, I'm gonna go see my boy uh, go hang at the Seth Century show um, this Friday night, which is mm-hmm. at a venue called the Forum. Yep. Um, in Melbourne, which is pretty much my favorite venue in Melbourne, but it's also a venue that we never thought we would even see hip hop in, mm-hmm. let alone local like melbourne hip-hop you know or australian hip-hop yeah um so the fact that Aussie hip-hop artists are uh, headlining these venues now is pretty crazy and i mean when you look at the hoods or B&E or or those dudes like you know they're they're doing you know small arenas now um which is which is awesome but um by the same token we're not going and like seeing you know dudes just freestyle for an hour on a on a Wednesday night, you know, like there, there's not as much of that. I can't just go out and see hip hop every night of the week. Whereas back then, there were so many cats doing it, but but there wasn't that mainstream exposure. The only opportunities were those small venues that were just kind of booking dudes and, and letting people play. Like so it, was a, it was a really different, really different vibe. Back in those days, uh, like so, we'll go back to '06. You know, once again, four people per night. Uh, you know, four, no, yeah, four people on stage per night, maybe four people in the crowd. But yes, you know, yes. it was, um, I don't know, it, it just, it felt very organic. And I, I mm. still have very, like, fond memories of going to those shows. Because mm. I went to quite a few of those shows, that, you know, while I was actually leaving. I was like, yeah, this is, this yeah. is pretty cool. And then, you know, yeah. come back to Melbourne and there's maybe a monthly event, maybe, and most yeah, of the time yeah, they yeah. got cancelled because stuff would kick off or people from <laughs> people would be talking nonsense about other people on whatever webs and whatever. And then it's like, oh, mm. you want to say what, bro? And then, yeah, things kick <laughs> off, fights in car parks and things get cancelled. Yeah. <sighs> well, you know, that can that can happen, I, I suppose. Um, the, it was interesting. I, I think that that was something that existed in the in the hip-hop world. There, w- there was a lot of politics. I mean, there still is, I guess, yeah. sometimes. I never really got involved in any of it because I just never really saw the point. Um, and, you know, I'm the, that's, that's, that's not really my style. I was just kind of just about, you know, going and, and listening to music or playing music, really. Like, yeah. I didn't even really want to listen to music. I, I wanted to go and shout at people on stage. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but so, you know, that was that was cool. And, and that culture, though, I guess, like you say, it was very organic. There was, like, this real kind of... Um, uh, this real freedom about it, and, and and it just kind of seemed to happen naturally. There was a lot of people involved, and then a lot of opportunities for them to to be on stage or to put on events or put on nights. And it wasn't like there wasn't a lot of pressure on it either. It wasn't mm. like you know you had big venues that if you, where if you didn't fill it with 500 people, you weren't going to get booked again, or you weren't going to you know uh, you weren't going to come away with any money. It kind of wasn't about that. It was like a venue would kind of cover your costs. And you'd have a whole lot of homies that were down to play, mm-hmm. and whoever came came, you know. And yeah. so that's how it built. It, it, it kind of started there and, and and built up to to what it is now. I mean, when you look at those dudes, when I look at those 
dudes that are killing it now, yeah. a lot of those guys are the peeps that I was kind of hanging out with jamming. Yeah. You know, back in those days, it was South Century. It was 360, Pez, mm. uh, you know, Grey Ghost, Theafrix, like all of these people that went on to do huge things. Yeah. And like... I think it was it was because they they cut their teeth on that on that circuit they were able to kind of figure out what they wanted to do artistically and and kind of refine their skills enough to to go and pursue it when it when that became a possibility. Indeed, which so, was later. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> now yeah. um, let, let's talk about uh, Juice Rap News because yeah. Oh, you, word, yeah, yeah. Let, um, tell tell us a bit about that for for those who are unfamiliar with Juice Rap News. Yeah, well, so Juice Rap News is, um, it's a YouTube web series that, that a couple of mates of ours um, created and, and um, kind of run. It's basically like a satirical news report mm-hmm. um, that, is, that is performed in a rap style. So, like, uh, it's my homeboy, Hugo One. He's the... Uh, the kind of MC and the face of Juice Rap News, Tim and, and his partner in crime, Giordano Nani, who's a, um, a keen kind of historian and political commentator, also a very uh, very talented writer. So they kind of sculpt the episodes together, uh, the, the content, and then Hugo kind of shapes it into basically like a rap flow or a rap song. Um, usually made up with, uh, of, of different characters offering different kind of perspectives on whatever story they're talking about. Mm. So they kind of talk about, you know, current political events, um, things that are, that are kind of making big headlines at the moment, but something that's, that they deem very important to people on a human level, um, you know, and, and things that are important to, to humans. So obviously like Kim Kardashian is not going to be an episode, but... Well, maybe um, if Kanye becomes president, he might... <laughs> Well, yeah, that, that's very true. God so damn, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, it's oh. definitely not, not the dumbest thing I've ever heard from Kanye. But um, actually, yeah, you have a point there. Yeah, you got. A I don't know very between you know, yeah, between between uh, Kanye West and Donald Trump, it's kind of like playing Russian roulette, but the gun is loaded no matter which way you look at it. <laughs> you know Can what you mean? imagine a Kardashian as a first lady? It's like, no, no, we can't. <laughs> I think it's still better than Tony. Abbott. I don't know. I think that's probably one of the um, that'd be one of the bigger draw draw cards of Kanye's presidency. Yeah, I think you know um, would be Kardashian as a first lady. I think I think I would be more down with that than I would be with Kanye being in charge of something. Yeah, that, that, that's... being in charge of something that isn't a, a, an innovative album. Yes, stick to music, <laughs> dude. Like yeah. Which and you know usually I'm not for that argument. People tell me to stick to music all the time. Yeah, and I, re- I really hate it because you know I, I I'll I'll post something on my Facebook fan page, maybe an opinion on a on a political subject or something like that, mm-hmm. and um people will be outraged. You know a, a lot of the time I think my fans you know for the most part expect that from me. Uh, I've made no secret about being quite outspoken on those kinds of things and 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 speaking about my um. Uh, I guess my world opinions and my world views, <laughs> but some people I, who I think maybe they've heard a single on Triple J and nothing else, they yeah. kind of they kind of come on board and they go, "What are you talking about, bro? Stick to music. Get politics doesn't belong in music." <laughs> and 
like, <laughs> totally yeah, okay. That, no worries. Um, that's kind of my reaction. It's, it's it's like yo, you know, I'm a hip hop artist, right? Like I'm not I'm not like uh, hip hop. I make hip hop music. Yes. Uh, like and... there, there has never been a separation between politics and hip hop. Like it has never in the history of this music. It has never hip hop was a political movement as much as it was a form of music. Yes, it's it's amazing. It's amazing, dude. Yeah, it's... like the first hip hop act that I ever listened to was Public Enemy. Yes, that was the first hip hop I I ever heard. And like I'm I'm just I'm mortified when people expect. Uh, politics to be separate to music. Yo, don't get me wrong. I don't think all music should be political. I don't think artists have a an obligation to be political, and I don't think listeners have an obligation to seek out, you know, that kind of thought provoking or political music. Do whatever you want, but like to think that somehow that's the correct perspective. <laughs> like to to think that um, even that could even be said to somebody. Like keep politics out of music. Like man. Change the channel, sit down, shut up, and go listen to some Black Eyed Peas or some shit. Like, you yeah. know, it's just, it just kills me, yo. <laughs> it kills me. Oh, God. <laughs> um, oh, but, God. but, yo, so, sorry, man. I'm, I'm going to just talk over you. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. That's just going to happen. <laughs> no, you know what? No, I'm, the thing is, I'm actually agreeing entirely <laughs> with you. Because that, that guy is the guy that goes home. And like, uh, yeah, I remember hearing this on, uh, I think it was Sin Radio or something, listening to it, and mm. it was just one guy mm. yelling about like hip hop music, or whatever. And then the next moment, he plays a Bob Dylan record, and I'm just like, they they kind of probably talk about the same stuff. Just totally. Also, he he was saying he didn't like hip hop, or he was yeah, like, he was like blah 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 hip hop, hop and an Australian hip hop. It was like it was the middle of the day, and then plays you know plays a song. I can't remember what Dylan song it was, but it was just like, and I'm thinking. I've heard about that subject in hip hop songs. It's just yes. it's a different way. It's a different delivery yeah, yeah. system of how that's that right. subject's that's been right. given to you. That's right. And you know, each to each is. If you don't like hip hop, that's fine. Like you know, you don't have to listen to hip hop. Hmm. Most uh, a lot of hip hop musicians or and and fans probably don't like Dylan. But um, there's there's definitely an overlap in in objectives there. Yes. You know, we're we're striving for the same thing. We're doing the same thing. So you don't have to like it, but <laughs> shut up about it. Yes. <laughs> I, I can't, but I, I feel that way about anything. Like people people love to complain about the things that are happening like musically or artistically or mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, yo, it's not your opinion doesn't matter here. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you it, this doesn't matter. You know, you it might be whack. That's fine, but don't worry about it. Like it's not, it's not some personal attack on you. Just don't listen to it. Yes. Or don't watch it. I was, um, oh god, I was having a conversation with the girlfriend this morning. We we're both watching morning television, uh, and you know the MTV awards are on. By the way, time and date, folks. We record this the day after those. Uh, so. Oh yeah, yeah. So that yeah, when when well while we're talking right now, that that just happened yesterday. Yes. <laughs> and um. I heard uh, Kendrick got beaten in the best video. Yeah, <laughs> did he? Like he 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 didn't win best video. Taylor Swift won. Uh, so what the uh, the video with her strutting around and whatever beat what video was it? The uh, King Kunta or was it the I video? Because nah, both are was, brilliant. Uh, I I thought it was um, the the um, all right. 
All right, video. Um, uh, we gonna be all right. Yeah, I would have. I would have thought so. That that was, in my opinion, that was the best music video I've seen this year for sure. Yeah. But I, I think they're all good. Um, I, mean, I haven't. I don't know what Taylor Swift won. Uh, Taylor Swift won a lot got of things. The award. Yeah. See, but he was in a video with Taylor Swift. Yeah, he was so on that. I, he was in that confused. video. He was in that video. <laughs> that would have been a. That would have been a. That would have been a hard pill to swallow. I don't know if that was the video that won. I assume it was. No, I think it was I mean, the Bad Blood video, and he's yeah. he's in that song. That's a real shame. Uh, Kendrick Kendrick must have been like a little piece of him must have got pretty sad about that. Uh you know what? I think he probably doesn't care that much. I would like to. I would like to think that's true, actually. Yeah, but, I, I uh, think. Yeah. I don't think he really. I mean, did. a little piece of me got sad, but. <laughs> But that's cool. It's like like we say, yes, it, it, my opinion does not matter, man. Like it's it's all good. Kendrick at least though made that video. Uh, the all right video was. Um, I think that was really important. That mm. was a really important video, and I think that was. I actually watched. I watched that video, and the bitch better have my money video. Yeah. In the same sitting, <laughs> one after the other, and they they are so well. They kind of dropped at the same time. And they and they they're both so fresh. Like I loved both videos, yeah, so much. But like, yeah, that you couldn't you couldn't get more kind of you couldn't get more different songs. But yeah, or videos. But they were they were both fresh. Uh, um, but so anyway, uh, no, I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> no, I'm loving this. Uh, I'm I'm loving the. This is it's a, this is already sort of uh, turning up to be uh, a rival for interview of the year. We've had some good ones this year. Well, it's uh, definitely going to be your longest. Uh, no, no, <laughs> I tr- we're with about thirteen minutes away from being the longest. All right, well that's no problem, bro. So, so uh, well, you know, let's go for it, and let's just basically fill the the second hour of a Gavin Mantra just talk on the phone. <laughs> yeah, well, I think. I think it's got legs, bro. I think it's got legs. The only the only thing is, uh, I know that, that deep down there's an element of me making your job easier here. Oh, you're, uh, you're, you're, and you're you don't have to pick me. as many songs. Oh God, exactly. I'll just I'll, I'll I'll probably just cut this into you know little segments. Put a couple of tracks of yours around this, and bang, there's an hour of radio sorted. Oh, <laughs> man. I love duped. it. Uh, no, it's a uh, ladies and gentlemen. It's called content and. Uh, <laughs> And if the conversation is interesting, then it's it's all good, and that's that's your, how this your works. radio host slash content instigator. Yes, content generator. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm getting my Joe Rogan on, but you know, I'd yeah. love to do a three hour talk with anyone, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I pretty much do every day, whether people agree to it or not. Mm. Uh, that's that's why I became an MC, is because it was the only outlet. I could find where talking the amount of crap that I do is actually not only tolerated but encouraged. And so there was there was no other job option really. I mean, I, I, apart from maybe telemarketer or something, which Ooh. I did for a little while, and I was really good at it. Yeah. Um, as much as it, it breaks my heart to say that, um, <laughs> I was I was really really good at it. Yeah, I could I could sell water to a well. I was sell, I was selling health and fitness. I'm pretty sure I was selling like gym memberships. Oh god! <laughs> and 
I mean, I probably, uh, I don't know if I'm um, I'm going to get in trouble for putting these dudes on blast. They probably won't hear it because they're in Melbourne anyway. But so, like, man, I worked with a whole bunch of rappers at this place. We got heaps of people jobs there. Sissy yeah. worked there for a little while. Um, Bam Bam was working there for a little while. <laughs> I can just was, imagine uh, this office of just, like, Melbourne and hip-hop luminaries just sitting in well, there. Well, we weren't you're... luminaries at that point, though. We were scumbags. Like, we were... <laughs> We were we were little we were little like uh, no gooders. We were just you know like scummy little hip hop dudes. So like, you, but we needed we needed jobs as yep. as most most young hip hop artists do. So yes. we you know it was it was all right, but uh, and we were all pretty good at it. We found out, so we could all kind of do the job really well. We just didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Very much. Oh God, I. I, I sharing something uh, well I'll share my story I I've never worked in one of those things I had a, uh, a That's good. A, one of those desperate situations where I did actually take an interview sort of night where they sat you down like blah 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 and they set down the rules and it's like you can't leave your desk and da, 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 and you have to work here for 6 months before you da, 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 like all these rules and bits and pieces I remember just sitting there about 20 minutes in and uh, you know, all these people were you know, kind of keen and blah, blah, blah. There's bonuses. And I just looked at the whole, I looked at everyone around the room and went, you guys are effing idiots. <laughs> everyone in this room is an effing, you, are you actually hearing what you're saying right now? You're going to sit here and have your soul slowly stripped away at this cubicle desk for the next like six months of your life and you won't be able to take any breaks you won't be able to take sick breaks you're going to, have, you're going to recirculate the same filthy air for blah 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 uh, no and I, I, I just I walked think... up to them after like when they took a break and they were about to do the tour and I just said I'm not into this catch you later and that, they I'm sure, yeah that's, that, that makes sense I'm sure that happened quite a lot as well I mean you know the, the sad thing is is that you know the, uh, these people in there I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but mm. they're not idiots. You know what I mean? These are people who, these are just honest peeps who, who mm. need money. You know, they, they need a job and, and they're, prob- they're probably doing all sorts of other things. Some of them are studying law. You know what I mean? It's, it's, just, um, it's just tricky because, you know, like you wouldn't accept those working conditions even in like your dream job. You know, you, would, like, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't want to sit down and be like, all right, cool. I, 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 can't, I can't move for the entire shift like I'm stuck here yes but but at least you know I'm raising heaps of money for charity you know what I mean it's like mm. that's you wouldn't you wouldn't take it at your dream job so when you're doing something like selling phone plans yeah it's kind of a, a little bit much to bear I, I quit I quit one of my jobs I worked in another like call center I think mm. I was selling uh, like mobile phone plans yeah and and I didn't last long there. But the way that I the way that I left that job was, you know, you could take any shift off that you liked, right? Yeah. You could take a shift off. But if the rule was if you took a shift off, you do like double shifts to make up the hours, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, it wasn't so bad because the shifts weren't long. So yeah. it didn't take long to catch up the hours and it, you know, it meant that you didn't ever feel bad about like skipping out on a shift or whatever. But I had, I had missed a few shifts, so I had a lot to catch up on. Right. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I was going in for a big, long shift or at least like three long shifts to kind of, to catch up. And I was out with my, uh, my girlfriend at the time 
we're, we're walking. It was this lovely kind of summer day in Melbourne City. We're walking around. We just had breakfast. She was going to go, you know, to the record store and check out some records and stuff. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to come with you. And she goes, oh, don't you have to go to work? I'm like, oh, maybe I just, I just won't go, to, go today. And then I realized that if I didn't go that day, I was adding more hours to the next shift and I would, still, I would be in debt. And so I was like, I don't think I'm going to go to work today, but I also don't think I'm ever going to go back to work. Yeah. And, and, and I felt so little kind of loyalty or respect for the job or the people at that, that work. It was like a, a call center full of like 100 people yeah. all just slaving away at a tiny little desk with a, with a phone. That's it. Just selling products for these people that we never met. Um, so like I felt so little loyalty. I was just like, I'm just not going back to that job. I didn't tell them about it. I just didn't go back. It's the only time I've ever left a job <laughs> in those circumstances. And, and like the, even the thought of it mortifies me now, but I have no regret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no regret or remorse whatsoever. Cause they just, they sucked. Yeah. They sucked and had, and, and they probably didn't even notice. That's, that's kind of why I did it. Like I didn't ever hear from them. They were just like, Oh, that dude doesn't come in anymore. Uh, so, you know, we're going to just have to hire another 40 of him. You know, it was literally didn't matter. I just didn't go back. I was like, no, nah, doesn't, doesn't need to happen. Oh, wow. Like, oh God, I've, <laughs> I've, I've only, I did that. I actually, I remember doing this and, um, welcome to the, uh, hip hop show, uh, show known as BRL. But tonight we're talking about shitty jobs that we've had. So, uh, you know, <laughs> strap in and, you know, have some reality folks. Now I, those of you are joining us. Yes. <laughs> my name my name my name is Mantra. I'm a hip hop artist from Melbourne and I've had many many shitty jobs. Yes, and uh, I think I you know what? I think anyone who actually listens to this show is in the same boat. So if you are well, That's, <laughs> if that's good and I salute y'all. Yes. That's that's good. If you I still don't have a high paying job. I just have one that I I am happy to do yes. with no money. <laughs> um you know what I mean? This, this is what uh, this is what really kills me right it's like i've got a lot of people when they get their dream job right the job that they want to do i'm not talking about the job that pays you the most i'm talking yeah. about the job that you want to do the, the job that you believe in and that will make you happy doing yep done that but you, you a lot of the time those jobs are the are also the best paying jobs i mean it's just kind of how the world works is those ones that are that more fulfilling obviously there's exceptions but a lot of the time that they're, they're those jobs that you know, uh, are making you spiritually happy, but kind of financially comfortable as well, or at least, you know, more so than the other jobs. I think it should be the other way around. Yeah. Those banging jobs should be the one that pay the least because I want to do that job whether it pays me or not. Yes. I do, I want the, I do this the show for free. The high-paying jobs should be the, the shitty kitchen hand jobs. Yes. They should be getting paid. Yes. Because those jobs, those jobs are hard, man, and yeah. no one wants to do them. No. If so you, they, should, they, they should get some props. Absolutely, like you know, being a being a dishy. I did that for oh god, I was that's right. I was working. I was working at a I think this was maybe I was like nineteen, twenty years old, and I was working at yep. the Breakwater Tavern. Uh, this is before it became a posh place. It was still like just a kind of dodgy pub on a jetty. And I worked as a, you know, they put me into the kitchen for one night. I quit that job that night. Wow. <laughs> I just, now I'm like, nope, I, I'm i a professional radio presenter who's <laughs> in between jobs, blah, 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 blah. 
just like all other yeah. uh, professional radio presenters. Yeah, it was like, um, well, I've, and that's the thing. I ended up doing that career, and uh, to be honest with the entire audience, the only reason I'm back in Perth is because there was a glass ceiling at the place I was working at, and, and it was never going to get anywhere. I also didn't have the talent or the, uh, the, the sort of spoken style that they particularly wanted. Oh, it's, you were at a radio station? I was. I worked at a place called Max FM in Taree, New South Wales, for two and a right. bit years. Had a had a great time there. I still love the town very dearly. Would love to move back. However, really? okay, cool. I even tried to move back last year at some point. Yeah, uh, because that glass ceiling uh, ended up disappearing. Unfortunately, I just uh, so my you, timing uh... disappeared. Uh, my timing was off by a year. So you you had to come back and be the boss man in Perth again. Uh, you had to take you had to take the hip hop crown, <laughs> <laughs> the hip hop radio crown. Oh, back. Um, you know what? I let's just let's just put it out there. I think we're the premier show in Perth. We get the best guests. <laughs> sorry, oh, to, sorry to all the other three shows that, that run in Perth. Obvious. I don't know. I don't know who else he's had on, but you know. No, um, we've obviously. Had... We, we've obviously had taunts, well we've had that. Chip Fu, we had uh, Tech Nine, we've had, you know, Watsky we on this Tech show, Nine. we had Graphic on this show, which is, you know, still, we're a minute short of the longest interview, which was with Mr. Graphic, I think we're still going to keep going, we've got another two or three I questions here. Graphic. I mean, dude, we haven't even spoken about any of the things we're meant to be speaking about. I know, I know. It's, uh, it's, we got it's, at least, we got at least another 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love the fact that I'm going to have to, you know, cut this up. So, uh, you know, folks, it's if you still going to be the longest interview. Yeah, you can edit this, and it's still going to be the longest interview you've done. Uh, it's it's going to go it's going to go three separate breaks with music around it. But uh, <laughs> anyway, it's like I'm not even. This isn't going to even work. The whole point of me being on here is to like promote shows that I'm doing in in Western Australia. But none of your audience is still going to be listening to my ass when I get to mention the shows. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, all right, well, man, I don't want to hear about Manfred working in a call center or <laughs> washing dishes. You'd be surprised. I think that. Oh, I think a lot of people actually like to hear these kind of, you know, these kind of conversations with people every so often. I, I well, think that that's kind of what people want to hear. It's like, oh, yeah, because you know, I think, you know, the, the fact that people would have, you know, seen your clips or heard you. Um, doing guest verses with Dylan Joel, which um, I, I love that track, by the way. It's one of my favorite tracks <laughs> of the year. <laughs> yeah, or, and um, you're in yeah. videos and stuff like that. It's like, oh, yeah, he must be. It's like, no, no, no one makes money in Australian hip-hop apart you know, we, from we B&E. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we're grinding. Yep. Uh, you know, and it's cool. Like, I don't have to do the, the those awful soul-destroying jobs anymore, which, yep. is, which is awesome, and I feel very lucky for that. But, yeah, no, 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 don't get it twisted. I know a lot of people like to think that uh, we're big money superstars. Yes, um, <laughs> and I, I'm fine with that. That's yes. fine. I'm, I like you can have that impression. That's fine. Um, it's just not true. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Um, none of us Sorry, make folks. money in this genre. This show but, costs uh, me money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this is, man, Australian. That's the thing as well. You know, like um, me and some of my my friends, we're lucky enough to be able to make a living and get by doing what we love. But um. You know, it's th- that that said. Like I have given so much uh, of my of my money and my my energy to it. It's not like I'm making a profit anyway. Yeah. You know, so I can I can get by and I can live, and that's that's great. I never wanted any. I didn't ever even thought that would be possible. So I'm grateful for that every single day. 
but you know, it still it still probably doesn't outweigh the sacrifices. And I think that's true for most independent artists, you know, um, or most artists. Yes. It's just you know, it's it's something like if if you love it, you'll just do it. But it's it's not like you know that return is is necessarily like um, you know a massive surplus. Andrew, <laughs> this has been an absolute pleasure, sir. Oh man, pleasure's all mine. Thanks for thanks for having me on, bro. And that is Mantra here on BRL. Dude, thank you very much for your time tonight. No worries, my pleasure. Peace. While you're trying to hit up Jem Wolfie on your DMs, hit us up on our Instagram. That is B-R-L-S-O-N. Drop that in your search bars and like us. I don't look anywhere near as good as Jem Wolfie, though. Also, I'm not number one on OnlyFans, which Jem Wolfie is, by the way, the number one Instagram slash... OnlyFans Chicky. By the way, complete rip-off OnlyFans as well. It's a rip-off. Don't bother. (laughs) It's been that kind of show. But um, thanks to Mantra about four years ago for being on Beats, Rhymes of Life. It was actually funny sort of listening to our conversation about um, the idea of Donald Trump becoming president of the United States and... uh, the last four years have happened. Good grief. Anyway, uh, that does it for this week's show. Of course, you can catch our full radio program now broadcasting all across Australia on the Community Radio Network, 10 p.m. Saturdays all across Australia. So if your station takes CRN and it's a community station, get in touch and tell them to throw on the show. Um, We don't have that kind of access or power to just jump on whenever they need us to jump on. So uh, if you want the show out there, I know some shows and stations are already out there and playing it. Shouts to Tari. Get onto your local community radio station and say, hey, where's my BRL? In fact, I I know for a fact that um, I'll be probably announcing in the next week or so uh, a Perth station as well. Hmm, interesting. Stay tuned to the Facebook and the Instagram at B R L S O N. Um, I don't have the amount of subscribers as Ms. Jem Wolfie. By the way, Jem Wolfie, you are more than happy to come onto this program. I would love to have a conversation with her. Just, you know what? I would actually like to know how her job works. Take some photos, do some promo, go to the gym be thick and pretty, and make millions of dollars. I want to know how that works. Jem Wolfie, please come on BRL. Anyway, um, you folks have a good one, and uh, stay tuned to the socials for all of the details about, of course, our new radio program across Australia or on Oz Urban Radio. Shouts to them. Or uh, some other projects coming up as well. I got some big stuff coming. But anyway, uh, you folks have a good one. We're Diggy Dunson. See you later. Good night, bitches.